This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Handwriting can help to calm your mind, sharpen your writing skills, and make sense of memories and feelings at the same time. Writing can create order out of internal chaos and calm the internal chatter that creates the stress in the first place. Writing letters can be just as soothing, calming, and meditative as knitting, drawing, or painting. Letters help us to weave the tapestry of love that is our lives. They record humanity, the better parts of us. And if we write them now, we will still be here on paper a hundred years from now, proving to future generations that the human heart changes little through space and time. Love never dies. Letters ensure that our words and our humanity do not either. Valeria interviews Lynn Coles. She is the author of Please Write, finding joy and meaning in the soulful art of handwritten letters. Lynn Coles has been writing letters for over five decades to all kinds of people, for all kinds of reasons. Spending all these years writing letters, she learned that it is the small things we do for one another that make the most difference. Lynn discovered that letters are one of the most powerful, creative, joyful gifts that one person can give to another. No other gift that is as precious costs so little and has such a lasting impact. In fact, a letter's power is often in the rich legacy it leaves behind for future generations. In a world of quick, cookie-cutter, and one-dimensional communications, letters offer a respite from the cyber world we experience every day. Lynn never imagined herself as someone who would become an author, but her research into the art of letter writing sparked an interest in sharing what she learned with others. Over time, she gathered stories from others about the way in which letters changed or enriched their lives. Their stories, as well as her own experiences, inspired this book. Lynn began her life in suburban Chicago, then followed her dream of becoming involved in environmental protection. She received bachelor's degrees in water resources and natural resources management from the University of Wisconsin, and a master's degree in public affairs from Indiana University. Lynn then spent over 30 years in public service, mostly working on water protection efforts in Chicago, Washington, D.C., and Minnesota. During these years, she advocated for better citizen engagement in water planning efforts. She enjoyed working with citizens most, finding joy in their knowledge and ideas, as well as the camaraderie and connections she made. In many ways, letter writing and public service are similar pursuits. Each involves sharing, storytelling, listening, connecting, and building community through reciprocal giving. Both have given her great satisfaction and contributed to her growth as a person. 
Lynn currently lives in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, not far from the Mississippi River with her husband. She enjoys spending time with him in nature, visiting with her two adult children, and gardening, reading, and dabbling in amateur photography. Her new mantra is, kindness is underrated. Be a letter writer. Change a life. Meet Lynn at lynnmcoles.com. Here's the interview with Lynn Coles. In your own words, who is Lynn Cozy? That's a very challenging question. I, I suppose I would say that I am a very sensitive and caring person who's tried to focus her life on service to others or probably the greater good, if you will. I, from very early age, I decided I wanted to focus on environmental protection And so I pursued that in my studies and became an environmental professional and um, really enjoyed any time that I could work with with citizens on especially water resources issues in their community. I loved the connection. I loved creating connections between people that also cared. I enjoyed the process of people getting to know each other and solving problems. I just enjoyed the whole process of, of civic engagement, if you will. So I've spent a lot of my life, you know, trying to enable good relationships on things that mattered to me and to the community. And then I also have tried to balance that with caring for my family and friends and also volunteering. And so I guess when I really think about it, a lot of my life has been centered around service of one kind or another. And it's Mm. honestly given me a great Mm. deal of joy doing that. Yeah. Still does. Wow, that's beautiful. And what comes to mind is a question that I often ask. Why is that that we feel so almost compelled to help others in a sense that it feels good even? It feels so natural to do that. Have you tried to explore the reasons why? <laughs> oh, that's really a deep question. I think it's just any time we reach out, where I think we're, we're evolved to be in groups, we're evolved to help each other. I think these things go back back a very long way in our evolution yeah. as humans. And the feedback you get when you do help someone makes it just so incredibly worthwhile. And there's like a, an existential uh, yeah. aspect of it. It goes beyond words mm. to me, but it's a sharing and giving a reciprocal process. And I think, honestly, that's why I love letter writing is it's a reciprocal kind of giving that makes the recipient and the writer feel so Mm. good. And I, I think you can see people smile Mm. without seeing them smile. You imagine them opening an envelope, for example, Mm. and, um, and seeing them smile. I love that feeling. And um, I think we all probably react similarly to helping and getting feedback for that. Yes. Yes. It really resonates true to me. Although I have a, a different perspective, more spiritual, I'd say, it feels to me like we we already we know that that we are all connected that all life is connected yes without even using words or trying to explain that it, we just kind of live mm-hmm. that reality of connectivity interconnectedness that's what it feels oh, to me yes. how mm-hmm. did you become a writer Lynn well it was kind of a 
happenstance of sorts. I've always loved reading books going way, way back. I love being in libraries. I've adored books. I spent most of my career as a public servant in federal, state, government, and working a lot with nonprofits and so forth. But a lot of my writing was somewhat dull, you might say. I had to write uh, legislative reports, guidance documents, brochures, newsletters, uh, things that were not always terribly creative. So that part of me, I never really had a chance to explore. I really, I came from a family of artists, but myself being the youngest, I did not really pursue that until I had retired and then joyfully decided to start exploring that part of myself. So I took some classes in drawing, found out I could move beyond mm-hmm, stick yes. people. Uh-huh. And then I dabbled a little bit in a memoir writing class for people 55 and over. And that was just pure joy to me to listen to people's stories and to see what average individuals could uh, write about their lives in 15-minute increments with no editing. It just blew me away. It it really was so meaningful to me. And then a friend, another friend of mine, asked me to take some classes with her on memoir writing, uh, short classes. And I did that. And I thought, this is really an enjoyable process. And she had, this friend, had written a book herself and was interested in writing another. And we kind of challenged each other to start writing. And one of the things they say when you write is be sure to write about something you know and you care about. And I was thinking a lot at that point about how our connections are diminishing, uh, our opportunities to be together. I'd seen this wonderful art form that I've participated in all my life kind of fall by the wayside. And I'm talking about letter writing. And I just kind of was mourning that. And so I decided to start researching that. And I was just uh, really overwhelmed by the amount of information there was, more than I ever imagined. But it was all in kind of disparate places. And there wasn't uh, a book that really tried to summarize or uh, synthesize all this wonderful information about letter writing. I thought, wow, people would enjoy knowing this. Maybe it would inspire a comeback to some degree of letter writing. And so I started the deep dive and honestly had to stop myself from Mm -hmm. going too far with the research. So my book wasn't 500 pages, (laughs) but it was so, it's very uh, kind of a, a strange evolution of my artistic uh, wanderings, I guess, that I ended up mm-hmm. here. But I enjoyed the process of writing a great deal. It was very hard because I'd never done it. But I loved the research and I loved the challenge of trying to write something that was more creative than yeah. I'd done before. Yes, yeah. It really feels that way. When I'm reading your book, it feels like you're fulfilling a mission, a purpose, a sense of calling. That's what Mm -hmm. it felt to me. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the same way, Lynn, that this is a a calling, something that is, yeah, almost beyond a passion, per se? (laughs) It definitely is a passion. Uh, You know, selfishly, it was a passion. I I so enjoyed my whole life with friends and family members who were good letter writers. But it's really more than that. I I guess if you really get down to it, I, you know, I think I've seen a, a good deal in my years. And I I guess I'm increasingly concerned about our reliance on technology and our movement away from being together in ver- in so many ways. So it's kind of like death by a thousand cuts. Our social fabric seems to be fraying at the edges. Um, these things that matter so much to people, like feeling connected, feeling that people uh, see them, that they're, they matter, that they're good enough. Um, and I think letter writing is such an amazing 
inexpensive, quick way to lift people up. And there seems to me, and from what I've seen, there's a lot of people hurting out there. There's there's a national epidemic of loneliness that that hurts me to think about that. There are a lot of people that just are craving connection and, you know, will letters fulfill all of their needs? No. But to me, they are a piece of the a thread of the fabric that holds us together as a society and a beautiful, a deep, fun, delightful, surprising uh, tool that we have that we can make each other happy. And it's just so easy to do. So in that sense, I... I, I hope through my writing t- to entertain, to inform, but also inspire people to get that piece of paper out and to write a loving thought to someone they care about. And that's really, if I achieve that with my book, for people, I f- will mm-hmm. jump for joy. Yeah. And um, that's very rewarding. That would be very rewarding yes. to me if that happened. Uh, that's beautiful to hear too. And the way you speak, even, it's so genuine and generous. Yes. And you inspired me. Oh, I have terrible handwriting. <laughs> no one can read my <laughs> anything I read. I don't think I can read what I, what I write. <laughs> so you inspired me to kind of try. It's so relaxing. I know it is, especially mm-hmm. because I'm always, mm-hmm. I'm a trauma survival. I usually don't uh, label myself that way, but it, it informed a lot of what I do today and how I have seen reality, my, myself and others in the world. Mm-hmm. So I guess my nervous system has been so dysregulated that it shows, even to this day, the way I, I tr- when I try to write that is, I'm always rushing. There's a mm-hmm. rushing component. Mm-hmm. Component is almost like the nervous system can't really focus on that. And I'm wondering why it has to do with the arms, the hand, I'm not sure. But I remember when I was very young before going through the process of healing, I think that's when the trauma started. Not I think, it's really in childhood and mm-hmm. as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I remember writing to this friend of mine, so many pages, handwriting. And there was many letters I, I wrote her and she kept them. I remember 20 years later, she still had those letters and I could not believe. And, yes. she, and she said it for that reason, because it touched her so much, the way we used to exchange yes. letters and talk about our lives. Yeah, you just kind of reminded me of that, that moment in time. That was a really meaningful one. Well, you know, the beautiful thing to me about writing letters is it really is a kind mm, of meditation yeah. of... Uh, a ritual that you uh, take part in and create for yourself. I yes. know I do. It doesn't always have to be this way, but I love the process of deciding, okay, what, where am I going to do it? Is it by the fire? Is it in my office? Is it in a library? And then picking out the stationery for that person or the card or what have you. And then the quiet aspects of it, the slowing down aspects of it. And you engage a very different part of your brain when you write in cursive. So it's it's a ritual that becomes, I think, very rewarding and it slows you down and it taps something very deep in you that I find it hard to explain. Things come out you didn't expect. And I know that letter writing has been used by a lot of psychologists to help people through you know, various mental health challenges. And it, it has been found to enhance people's progress um, that they're making mm-hmm. in therapy yeah. by writing about their feelings, their experiences, having them come to grips with things, having them 
you know, maybe deeply integrate what's happened to them or decide on next steps. So it's a very powerful part of of therapy treatment for people and has been shown to be very meaningfully, um, you know, significant to them. That's just another whole aspect of this that's just so amazing. Right. To yeah, me. it's not just a feeling, but it's also scientific. It's something that has been, we have evidence Very of much. that. It's clear to me when I wrote my book, my first book, I remember handwriting parts of it and it felt incredible. Uh, that's when, when my life really changed uh, for much better. It, start, it started with writing. It's fascinating to, to yes. see that connection. I didn't mention the book yet. So the, the book title is Please Write, Finding Joy and Meaning in the Soulful Art of Handwritten Letters. And your book is a 2023 Living Now Award Silver Medal winner and finalist in the 2023 Best Book Award Contest. I'm reading this because I, I, I have this from your, your website. You didn't send it to me. I just found it on your website. <laughs> so that's <laughs> <Okay>. wonderful. <laughs> And I love your mantra. This was in your bio. You say, my mantra is kindness is underrated. Be a letter writer. Change a life. Kindness. It goes back to that. I think there's something about letter writing, writing, letter writing specifically. It seems to require more, more presence, right, Lynn? More parts of us are involved or perhaps the whole being is involved yes. and maybe that's why it's so powerful totally yes mm -hmm. and i think i write a little bit about that in my book that i used to talk to my mother on the phone and i was you know this is a time when i was working full-time i had my kids but you know you're balancing a lot of things and so I'd, I'd be you know loading the dishwasher while I was also talking on the phone oh, and yeah. she'd say, what are you doing? <laughs> yes I remember that part but yeah letter, you cannot double, yes. you cannot do two things at once you have to be completely focused on that person yes. you're writing to you have to be uh physically yes. in that moment mentally mm -hmm. in that moment and so that's in a sense to me a mm -hmm. um, more meaningful kind of communication and I think when you do that, uh, write with your hand, it's very hard to write a personal letter without your soul really <laughs> yeah. slipping out yeah. onto paper. Uh, it's hard to hide yeah. yourself, um, your true self, mm -hmm. which is what I love. The authentic mm -hmm. side of us comes through so beautifully. And I think that's why it's so hard for your friend and many other people to throw letters yeah. away because mm -hmm. it, if they did, I think to them it would feel like throwing mm -hmm. you in the dumpster, you know, yeah. that's not going to happen. Yeah. So there's just this sense that this written thing is a reflection of your true yes. self. Uh, yes, yes, yes. A billion times to that. And maybe that's why yeah, I didn't throw away the letters that my friend sent it to me. She didn't either. Although they disappeared, I think I moved too much. And they, I, I probably lost mm -hmm, them. Mm -hmm. And in your book, interestingly enough, you do have a section where, yeah, I think is, yeah, section six, writing the new and preserving the old, how to preserve the letters so they can last longer. That was interesting to see. Yeah, that's really important. And I, I guess I didn't fully appreciate that until I researched this book, but, you know, they, a lot of uh, local historical societies call anything over 40 years a rare letter now because of things like you're talking about. People lose them. They, they get burned in a fire. They're, you know, there's a flood. Uh, you know, someone just mishandles them. And um, so taking care of them as best you can if they're in your ownership is just so important. If you don't feel the need 
to keep them, I would really urge people to bring them to a local historical society and ask them if they want them before you throw them away, because I really worry that so much of our history is ending up in garbage cans as people clean out houses and so forth. These amazing historical documents. And one beautiful thing about letters is that you know, they don't have to come from famous people to be important. It's really what historians love is just understanding the day-to-day -day grind of people's lives during certain times of history. And also these incredible nuggets of family history that get lost because letters are thrown away. So it's very important for old letters, especially to be opened uh, uh they flatten them out so they have no creases, put them in if possible, if you can afford the archival sleeves for them and make sure they're stored in a, you know, a safe area that's dry and without, you know, yeah. bugs uh, or yeah. mice or things <laughs> like that. But it's just so important for us to be stewards of this history of people's letter writing. Um, and I guess I just didn't fully value that enough until we came, my, my husband's, um, Great grandmother's letters came into our possession uh, a couple of years ago, and from the 1890s, and I, and they were literally like falling to pieces. So the importance of both transcribing them uh, digitally, and then also trying to make sure they um, were glued back together, you might say, were became very important to us. And I, I'm hoping our, your listeners feel the same that they're worth caring for, like you know, important photographs yeah. would be. Ah, yes, yeah. similar to photographs, because that's easy to think that way when we think about photos, but not letters, right? So your book covers so much. I want to mention the sections, section one, introduction, section two, the legacy of letter writing. And then I usually look for what caused my attention. I'm always, mm -hmm. you know, reading books, but looking for something that will, will grab me. It will pause me for a while. There's a section here on letter writing as, as spiritual practice, because I'm very much, let's say, connected to anything spiritual. I love anything spiritual mm -hmm. for some reason. So you say, letter writing has always been a saving grace for me. Putting pen to paper has helped me to find more clarity, self-love, love for others, healing around losses and death gratitude for the things that are working well, and a greater peace of mind in general. So I would love for you to talk to me a bit more about, even in the title, you have the word soulful there. I know that's one of your guided questions here too. Huh? Why is letter writing a soulful activity for you? So I would love for you to answer that question, Lynn. Yeah, I think I very purposely put that in the title because I think it is a big part of this practice, this kind of communication. It's, some, it's somewhat similar to having a very deep conversation with someone. It's another another tool that I feel is waning in um, commonality or, or use these days. Uh, but I think one of the things that happens in the sphere of writing letters is that it seems very safe to share yourself in this manner. I, you say completely different things on paper, I think, typically than you do in person. And usually, not always, obviously, but usually it's a deeper part of who you are it, that is reflected in your written word. And in that sense, as I mentioned, you know, it, you just can't help but spill out onto the paper your true core and 
to know you on a much more intimate basis. And it, and letter writing does create a lot of intimacy between people. And I, I don't necessarily mean sexual yeah. intimacy, but just intimacy between caring yes. souls that, that want to develop a relationship that matters. And it can just be such a beautiful thing over time, especially when you get into a long-term pen pal relationship with people or, or what have you. But it's just a, I guess we're, we're in the raw in a sense on paper when we write and um, it can be just a beautiful thing. Deep, very deep, but also joyful, impish, um, Uh, silly or challenging, mentally challenging, what have you. That's why I love letters is they really reflect everything that it means to be human, mm. our dark side, our our most angelic yeah. side, um, all of our interests, all of our foibles. It all comes out on paper, which is just a you know to me is fascinating. And yes, wonderful. yes, I feel the same way. And um, my husband is like that. When he wrote his first book, was his memoir. He, it was handwritten. The entire book it was not that long. It was about 150 pages, I believe. But everything, he, it was really, he amazed me because every, he loves handwriting everything. See, mm-hmm. it means right. the opposite <laughs> because it's, my handwriting is not good. It's just not, it, it, no <laughs> one can read it. So I just have avoided, but it would be a great practice because it feels very healing. And maybe you just kind of inspired me to try that as a healing tool for my own nervous system. Yeah, it's great. I mean, honestly, the thing I hear most from people when I talk to people about this book, when they come up to me at book festivals or whatnot, everyone says, oh my gosh, my writing is so terrible. (laughs) The truth is, honestly, if you see my grandmother's (laughs) writing, um, when she was mostly blind at the end of her life, I had to work so hard to decipher them because she really couldn't Uh, see what she was writing. And my father's writing, another example, was pretty atrocious. He had terrible (laughs) spelling, um, not very good grammar. And some of it was kind of fun, mm. funny to read, but the depth of the feeling in these mm. letters made my grandmother want to decipher them when she got them from my dad when he yeah. was in the army um, and my mother and all of his kids, we all yeah. managed it. So I think people worry too much. People mm. will be thrilled, delighted beyond belief if they receive a letter written mm. in hand, you know, in a handwriting, no matter what it looks like. Um, so not yeah. to worry people. I don't think people really judge that they're looking more for the content yes. and, um, we all could improve our cursive writing. Yes. Um, we don't get enough yes. practice anymore, but mm-hmm. people are very, very forgiving when they are receiving something as special as, um, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Trust oh, me. I do trust you on that. It, it, I mean, it works on me every time my husband writes me anything. I feel so good. And I don't have any yes. self-judgment yes. about my own handwriting. It's just that's not easy to, it, it takes a lot of effort. It's almost like I have to really, it's almost like a meditation, as you said earlier. You really have, yeah, I have to make a lot of effort. And I think that has to do with my nervous system because it's connected with the hands, usually the arms. Mm-hmm. I, I had PTSD, so that had mm-hmm. a lot to do mm-hmm. yeah, with the flight and fight and fear base living for too long. So I think that's Sorry. what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Not sure, but I would try. Yeah, it's. I think for a lot of people, it feels overwhelming. Like, where do I yeah. start? Oh my goodness, I don't know how to do this because we're out yeah. of practice. But I just tell people start simple with a postcard. You know, mm. send a, a sweet postcard to someone. Send a fun postcard yeah. to someone, and if yeah. they like it and you like the feeling of doing it, move on to a note card. 
and just build from there. But don't set too high of an expectation of yourself. I always say that mm-hmm. the smartphone and the letter can live in parallel lives very well. You know, they, they each have their purpose. And there's times when uh, email, an email or a text just aren't going to be enough. And we need to reserve those times where we need to convey something mm. from the heart to something that's written by our hand. I think those that's most important. Um, things like sympathy letters, thank you letters, mm. gratitude yeah. letters, love letters are all things that seem to lend themselves so beautifully to something you write with your hand. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's truly really inspiring though. You made me think about it, which is something that I really not, I was not, I never thought about it in this way. But it's a lot more profound than I that I had contemplated and reflected on. And it has a lot of, you know, kind of quirky aspects to it too. There's a lot of fun and interesting information out there about letter writing of just that's just kind of joyful information, fun. Mm-hmm. Um, people that are into snail mail are really into it. And they and it is making a comeback, I'm happy mm-hmm. to say. I was thrilled to find that out. It is coming yeah. back. Uh, there is a a lot of people out there that I, I love the process and they're tired of digital right. alone, you know, the digital world alone and feeling something's missing. So they're returning to creating these amazing pieces of mail art and calligraphy and beautiful things they're sending to people. And it just warms yes, my heart. Yes, how beautiful. It, the, the interesting thing is the more we advance as humans with technology and all that, uh, <laughs> the more we feel like we are not really covering everything or solving all problems. Sometimes we create new ones by trying to solve all these problems. And then we return to ancient wisdom, to what was always there. It's almost like fundamental truth that cannot be erased. It's always holding humanity. We just uh, crave the sense that we matter to someone, that we have a purpose here that is not uh, missed People see our value, and I think mm. you think it's it seems like a silly mm. thing to do, you know, that, that would have this much impact. But people's lives have literally been changed um, in certain cases by someone writing a letter at a critical mm. time in their lives that they just needed to know they mattered. Yes, yes. Um, it, there's something about slowing down. Yeah, we've been doing everything too fast and kind of expecting uh, results in. in at the same pace. And I don't know, something has happened. As we know, technology is one of the factors, but they, they might be others. I think that's a huge need to slow down. And your suggestion with writing, mm-hmm. handwriting letters, that's just a wonderful way of doing that, of calming ourselves too. It's true. And there's a, I, I have a chapter in the book about anticipation as something we don't yes. experience. Yeah. The feeling of anticipation, we don't experience as much anymore because everything's so instantaneous. But I do write about that in in there that I, some of the happiest times when I really think back over my experience of letter writing is the Mm -hmm. anticipation that came from waiting for an answer. And when that answer arrived in my box, the thrill, I mean, maybe it doesn't take much to to excite Lynn Colsey, but I find that there's so much joy in that, uh, waiting for the Mm. response, the cyclical 
nature of the kind of communication it is that gives a lot of joy to people. And I think we're missing that a lot now, this waiting. That what happens is you're waiting. You know, and people's proven are, you know, they're they get very happy when there's they're mm. thinking and anticipating yeah. what could be versus, you know, what's mm. already happening. Yes. And uh, I think we're missing that okay. too much. There's not enough surprise. And that's one of the things I love about letters is that you can surprise people with such delightful mm-hmm. letters with have little mm-hmm. gifts inside. And it's mm-hmm. it's all about the joy of the little things in life that as you get older, you realize that's all that really matters mm-hmm. are these little yeah. kindnesses and uh, considerations and tiny gifts that you give people that uh, lead to a, a life of contentment, I, yes, I believe. Anyway. Yes, it, that, that's, that's so true. Appreciating the simple things. Yeah, it seems like we have forgotten that art. <laughs> so true. What a beautiful invitation. I want to mention section three letters we remember, and you mentioned some of them mm-hmm. that caught my attention too. So gratitude letters. But there's something else you say. Oh, you said handwritten, handwritten letters provide many paths to healing. And you said, writing the letter is an important and positive step in healing and unburdening the pain of obsessive thinking that often accompany trauma. So that resonated with me. There are five types of letters. That's a suggestion. And you called them Mm -hmm. the compassionate letter, the empathetic letter, the gratitude letter, the granting forgiveness letter, and the asking forgiveness Mm -hmm. letter. So that really, it kind of opened my heart when I saw this this section. Um, I mean, I think even the the words that you're using is just kind of, ah, it's so, the meaning of them are profound, of all these words. The the, um, people that, uh, whose work I cited in there, Pennebaker and Evans, were psychologists, are or were, um, one's passed away that I know. Um, But their work really was about using letter writing in these clinical settings to help people unburden themselves from trauma, um, loss, what have you. And so they were the ones that really coined or, or created these various categories of letters mm-hmm. to help their clients work through various kinds of issues. And um, I think depending on the severity of the issue, it's I would recommend people work with the psychologist because there's a lot to unpack and very important probably to be led through that by a professional, but they are powerful ways for people to unburden themselves from some of their pain and figure out how to move forward. Um, yeah. We all have, we all have our share of pain in this life. And um, I know for me, when I lost my brother at a young age, I found writing about him and just, that was just so helpful to me and to also to receive letters from people that knew him to gave us stories. It's an aff- affirmation, you know, of the value of someone in your life. So there's just lots of depth in this topic area. And I think it can be such a powerful tool as these psychologists have shown in their yes. work. Yes. So it is another beautiful healing tool that I, of course, mm-hmm. was very familiar with because my own experience, but not hand reading, reading. So that's something that you've been inviting me to do that. It, it, that's fascinating to see. <laughs> when we think that we have done enough, I have done so much healing work. <laughs> like, wait a minute, this is one that I could do. <laughs> I could think, 
Is there ever too much healing? Oh, yes. <laughs> right. I agree, Lynn. So let me go back to some of the guided questions. Yeah. This one, if you had to summarize your book in a few words, what would they be? I would probably say that um, my book is a love letter to the letter, all that it is and represents about our humanity. And it is an attempt to synthesize a lot of information that is out there that hasn't been drawn together in a way I hope that is entertaining, interesting, compelling, and inspiring. So it has my own personal memoir in there. It has stories of other letter enthusiasts that are very meaningful. It has scientific facts, historical facts. It tries to blend together a lot of things to encourage people to keep this art form alive as best we can. It's it's a challenge, but I think it's an important one to try to um, keep alive, even especially as technology ramps up. Yes. And AI oh, and all yes. the other things like It's it. become big now, mm-hmm. right? Artificial intelligence. Yes. It's yes, I agree. I love that you um never thought of that way too. An art form, handwriting, handwritten letters, the art form. I never thought of that way. And maybe that's why yeah, I'm I'm not so good at it. <laughs> Although I love being artistic <laughs> and creative, but huh, that's uh, interesting to, to hear that. Yeah. Well, I do address that as well in there in the book that. Letters have been used as an inspiration for all kinds of art, be it painting, uh, poetry, uh, novels, art, you know, paint, like did I say painting? Anyway, all kinds of different types of theater, you name it. Letters have inspired uh, other types of art, which is another beautiful part of it. There's many examples of that, and I don't. Most people are probably not aware, but there's a whole theatrical production in London called Letters Live. It has a lot of famous actors read actual letters that people have written. It could be famous people, it can be people that you probably have never heard of, but it's a whole stage production. They pack Royal Albert Hall. It's it's a huge event every year. Uh, when they read these letters and just shows you how lasting their impact can be, how fun, how interesting, how poignant they can be. And uh, I love that. So it's just, it's it's a whole other aspect of this is unleashing people's creativity in all sorts of ways. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. I, I need to go back to that section in your book, right, about the influence of hand, handwriting, writing in, in art painting and all that. I I never made that connection for some reason. So that's why you wrote the book, Elaine, in the first place. So (laughs) people like me can get more, we can be more informed about these things. And it's truly beautiful. Now, what a, again, it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful invitation. One that my husband already knows really well. A lot of times I have these conversations Mm -hmm. here and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell my husband this and that, you know, have conversations about what we discussed here, but he, this is something that he Wow, he's so much better than I am at everything he does is handwritten. So it's interesting to see. Oh, well, he's 64, 65. So I think it might have something to do with that generation, right, Lynn? I think, I think so. I think it's a familiarity with, we, we, we just, there was a time when you just couldn't pick up the phone and just call whoever you wanted. It was so expensive. And it was a very inexpensive way for people to stay connected and, and uh, part of life for people. I'm roughly his age. And it was a, such a huge part of our lives for quite a while. 
and uh, and I'm glad I had that practice. And I'm hoping that, you know, one of the things we do as older individuals who've had some experience to share this with the younger generations, you can't you can't love something you you have no experience with. And and a lot of older people are starting to write their grandchildren more often. Some people have to decipher the cursive for them. <laughs> Uh, young people, but um, it's a very important thing, to, I think, to model. And you may not think you're making much of a difference by because they don't write you back. Yeah. But believe me, it matters. And I have a friend who started a relationship with her nephew mm-hmm. writing back and forth. And it's just this beautiful, yeah. playful relationship they've established through letter writing. And he was 12 or 13 when they wow. started. You wouldn't think a young man would care. Yeah. But he's yeah. absolutely passionate about doing this and he took part in it with great joy and that's what's possible you know um, if you get started it's not going to happen all the time I have a nephew who I write and I never expect an answer yeah but Mm -hmm. he did surprise Mm -hmm. me by acknowledging the letters I wrote him during COVID especially because Mm -hmm. he was all alone yeah in in Europe Mm -hmm. and you don't know that you don't always know if what you're doing matters to people Mm -hmm. but People just don't forget when you make them a priority like yes. that. They just don't. Yes, yes. And also because of that component of presence, it requires more of a presence. There's this energetic resonance uh, within handwritten anything. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, the connection's deeper there. Wow, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's another beautiful suggestion about children, yeah, writing to them. That's really beautiful too. So we talked about, I was going through the guided questions. So to begin, I like the way you say that if we are not familiar with something, it's easier not to engage with it. So it's familiarity and knowledge that will kind of dispel this distance of fear even of doing something. And then if anyone wants to start, they're just loving this idea. What is your suggestion? I know you mentioned postcards and that's the a simple way to begin. So beyond postcards, would you say a gratitude letter or what would be the next step? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that would be toward the top of my list. If you're going to write anything to someone, just expressing what they mean to you. It doesn't have to be long. It could be a note card. It could be something quite simple, but just expressing your appreciation for maybe something they've done for you, the role model they've been, the kindness they've shown, Um, maybe an experience they helped you have. It can be so many things. But I think, as I've mentioned before, there's such a craving for feeling appreciated, I think, in our society that's all about rushing Mm, and, you know, to the next great thing. Um, You will probably be just amazed by the response. People deeply feel... um, that kind of kindness and it doesn't take that long. And another thing I do write about in there, because I understand the challenge of taking the time to do this in our society. I mean, when I call them um, seasons of our life that are more appropriate than others for letter writing. (laughs) One is when you're young, you don't have many responsibilities. I wrote tons of letters Uh back then. The Uh middle of your life, if you have a family and a job or just a job, whatever is that can be feel very overwhelming to try to take on something like this. But, and then as you're older, you have that time again. So just, you know, don't put too many expectations on yourself, but 
James Clear wrote a book called Atomic Habits about how to start, you know, set goals and meet them and keep them. And uh, I think he had some really good suggestions, one of which is to approach the task with a really positive sense of, you know, oh, I I can write Aunt Martha today. How lucky am I to have mm-hmm. Aunt Martha? I can yeah. write to her. Yeah. You know, so you go into it in a, with a positive frame of mind to begin with. But then um, you start by dividing this task up into two-minute intervals, things you can accomplish in two minutes or, or something close to that. So, for example, if you're going to write to Aunt Martha, the first day you might select the stationery, uh, pick out the pen you're going to use, maybe, you know, address the envelope. The next day you might try to write a paragraph or two and see how it goes in two minutes. You'd be surprised how little time a letter really takes to write if it's not, you know, a tome. It just doesn't take that long, but we build it up in our heads to be this monumental task. So each day you just allow yourself to accomplish a little bit until it's finished. And then the final task is walking it down to the mailbox, putting it out in your own mailbox, what have you. Um, And there is a sense of such a accomplishment and a joy that when you're imagining this letter as it leaves your hands, how it's going to move across a country or the world and how it might change someone's life or just make them smile. I think there's, you feel um, uplifted by the giving aspect of it and it might just start to stick after you practice enough. So that's what he suggests. Look at it positively, break it down into bite-sized pieces. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't beat yourself up if you don't reach perfection, um, but just try to have yes, some fun. Yes, I love that. Try to have some fun, right? Um, yes. You know, just another thing that you reminded me of was I just sent some books to my sister and my nephew, and I didn't write anything. I usually write something, a note, but I, I didn't do that. I was brushing again. Um, mm-hmm. yes, that would have made a difference to them to get those books and then have the, a note, handwritten note. Ah, the next one. <laughs> now I won't forget. Yeah. <laughs> After talking to right. you, I won't forget that. Uh, Lynn, yeah, how beautiful. So we're almost at the end, but I, I would love for you to read a passage in your book. Is there, um, yeah, any passages that you feel like, uh, you'd like to share? Uh, well, I could read you the introduction. It's yes, not terribly yes, long. Yes, yes, Lynn. It reiterates what I've said here. So when I told people I was writing a book about handwritten letters, some of them could not hide their skepticism, probably because handwritten letters seem about as relevant to their lives now as eight-track tapes. Still, and somewhat surprisingly perhaps, Many more people had a different reaction, an undeniably positive response. With smiles and delight, these letter enthusiasts happily shared heartfelt experiences related to sending and receiving handwritten letters. They told me deeply personal, sometimes even transformative stories about the impact a certain letter or collection of letters had on their lives. There were stories of changed lives, filled hearts, unforgettable kindnesses, deep passions, even terminated relationships, all because of letters. With a long exhale and a sense of sadness and resignation, my fellow letter enthusiasts then lamented the end of the golden age of handwritten correspondence. Perhaps you too have long ago given up on the idea that handwritten letters could be part of your life. If so, I encourage you to look at recent societal trends. There is a glimmer of hope on the horizon. Younger generation 
generations are showing a renewed enthusiasm for handwritten correspondence, and I, for one, am optimistic about the future of handwritten letters. During the first year of COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, for example, sales of cards and stationaries thrived, according to recent surveys. Everyone is experiencing digital fatigue, which is real. So we are turning to tangible things, market analyst Andrea Bell explains. And we have more time on our hands than ever before. We are experiencing moments of self-reflection and quiet. And for many, using that time to send a card or letter feels like the right thing to do. To me, letters represent something deeper, more lasting, and more meaningful than other kinds of communication. Specifically, they give voice to our deepest emotions, encourage our creativity, and most earnest self-expression, and enable us to share love from the depths of our souls. Letters symbolize connections, intimacy, caring, commitment, and sharing with others heart-to-heart and mind-to-mind. The letters we write represent and record all that it means to be human, the loves, losses, frustrations, achievements, dreams, sorrows, and existential dilemmas we may face. What could be more important than that? Mm-hmm. I am not ready to let go of the handwritten letter. It may seem irrational to some to cling to an old form of communication given the ease, speed, and predictability of computers and smartphones. It is precisely because of the sameness and one-dimensionality of technology that create the analog, highly tactile, and the deeply personal nature of handwritten communications. Because you have picked up this book, maybe you do too. This book is for letter enthusiasts who regularly write letters for those people who once loved the letter writing process but have given up on the activity, as well as for those who are interested in writing letters for the first time. Here, I share my love for handwritten letters through my own personal lens, as well as from the perspectives of artists, authors, historians, storytellers, and other letter writers. This is not a scholarly review, and I don't dwell on the history of letter writing, though it does get a quick overview. It does not tease apart the letters of famous authors or provide prompts for writing the perfect letter. Instead, I explore the meaning and value of handwriting letters from my own and others' experiences, as well as from a broader societal standpoint. Driven by my own curiosity and a desire to celebrate a form of communication that has linked humanity for thousands of years. When used with positive intent, a letter's greatest value is as a platform for the best of who we are at our most authentic, loving, and playful selves. I encourage anyone who adores letter writing to dust off your old or pick up a new favorite pen and add some joy to the lives of the people you know and hold dear. Letters are one of the greatest gifts we can give. Why not initiate a new, positive, and loving exchange with someone you adore, family, lovers, neighbors, friends, using one of the oldest and most authentic forms of interpersonal communication there is? Dear readers, mm-hmm. please. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Beautiful title. I love that too. I love the way you write. I mean, I love everything about what you, you did in our yeah, doing. So thank funny. you so much, Lynn, for your presence. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I wow. do appreciate it. So I much. want to mention the website is lynnmcosy.com. So I'll have the link will be clickable. It's easy. And then also the book, I'll have the Amazon link. Everything will be on the podcast notes. I have this last question for you that I usually ask everyone, but I was wondering here if we could send letters or give letters to, handwritten letters to, let's say, cancer patients, a stranger, a very short letter that, I don't know, I thought about you are loved. That's such a powerful phrase because mm-hmm. I remember somebody gave it to me before somebody I didn't know and mm-hmm. that it made a huge impact mm-hmm. in that moment. Mm-hmm. You are loved, mm-hmm. handwritten. Absolutely. 
you are just yeah. thought about it and acknowledged. Yes, there are people that write letters to to people in the military, to cancer patients, to people that are in yeah. nursing homes, to, I mean, yeah. the list goes on and on. It's just total strangers. I mean, I've done some of that mm. myself and it is really fun. I, I would encourage people to, to try that too. Just the wonderful feeling it'll give you as the, um, you know, for sharing yourself yes. with someone. Yes. Right. I love how you, throughout the conversation, you have been used the word fun, joy, fun. Mm -hmm. So that's a very good motivation mm -hmm. if we need one to, mm -hmm. to write a hint, right? We, we do, it. right? <laughs> we yeah, let's fun just have fun. <laughs> Think that way, right? <laughs> yes, we do. Absolutely. We need more fun. I agree, Lynn. So before yes. we say goodbye for today, I wanted to ask you this question. Um, what three experiences, I know handwritten will be one, letters will be one, but I have to ask that this way anyway. Uh, what three experiences you wish everyone to have before they die, before they lose the body? Ooh, that's difficult. Um, to love, to love deeply, to love deeply. Um, and that, that entails a lot of giving in the process, obviously. To be in nature, to learn to love nature and to appreciate the glory of this planet. I, I'm astounded. I, uh, when I'm on Instagram, seeing people's photographs from around the world of nature, I, it leaves me absolutely breathless. And it's been a big part of my life and giving me so much peace and joy. Um, I, I hope that people have that connection to nature and yes, to um, to be creative, to be creative, to try. I mean, look at me. I never imagined myself writing a book. We all have these tremendous creative gifts that we've probably never explored. And um, there's just such enjoyment in being a fully, uh, I don't know, fully tested human being, I guess you might say. You know, testing your limits and trying to reach dreams you never thought possible. Mm, yes, I love that. Yes. Uh, there's so much timeless wisdom within your work and your words and your presence, Lynn. Thank you so much. Um, we do need more of that. So I want to say that one more time. Thank you so much for your presence, for everything that you represent to us humans. Thank, Thank you. you, Valeria. You as well for your work. I appreciate it very Thank much. Thank you. And we'll meet again. Bye for now, Lynn. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Lynn Coles and her work, please visit lynnmcoles.com. That's L-Y-N-N-E-M-K-O-L-Z-E.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.